Was the World War Three anthem? I just want to know if that's you doing the ooey Of course. Okay. It sounded like you. So <laughs> you're on ass. Yeah, of course that's me. My beautiful angelic voice. That's, I mean, when I think Adam, I think an angelic voice. That's that's exactly it. So, <laughs> I've been on a, a witcher kick the last couple of days. been catching up. Season two isn't as good as season one. I don't know if either one of you have watched it. but No, I haven't. I like season one. Season two is kind of, I don't know. Nah, we'll see. So I just like man crushing on uh, Henry Cavill. So. <laughs> I don't I, doubt that one bit. I ain't gay, but he's a good looking man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, that guy's a stud. So. so he would fall into the category of if you were forced to be gay with someone. Yeah. Absolutely, like because no one could even shit talk you about that. Like what? You were gay? It was it was with Henry Cavill. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Don't yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, in that case, so he's a he's a fucking nerd. They were just I saw a video of him. He was at the Warhammer um, headquarters. Apparently, he's a big Warhammer nerd, World Warcraft shit like that. So it's always. It's always fun to see a good-looking, successful man that plays World of Warcraft. <laughs> the one. <laughs> right? It's a bit of a, a tad bit of a rarity these days, or ever. So, how's everyone's physical health today? Terrible. <laughs> how's little Doug? How's, how's little Doug on the back of your head there, buddy? Uh, little Doug, or you mean Evil Doug? Evil e- Doug, yeah. Evil, <laughs> Doug. Evil Doug was excised long ago. <laughs> that way there was not another Doug that roamed the ra- landscape and conquered the earth. <laughs> <laughs> do it, Doug. Do it. Kill him. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of a... I, uh, Doug and I have talked about the mystery ailment that hit you at 30, you know. And I've had all the issues that... Have led up with the inguinal hernia and all that. And Adam was diagnosed with carpal tunnel. He was having problems with that. And Doug had evil Doug removed from the back of his head. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ, man. We're, uh, it's just getting to that age, you know. Um, they told me at six weeks I'd be doing parkour and coming up on eight. And I'm sitting here like, oh God, with my <laughs> surgery pain. And, uh, but you got to wonder when they come up with those numbers, like, are they talking 25 year olds? You know? Yeah. At 25. I healed a lot faster than I do now. Yeah. So, but yeah, I wasn't sure if evil Doug, if uh, it had healed up how you were feeling from that. I hadn't asked. So now all that stuff's fine. Uh, the only thing that continually screws with me is my uh, alien leg. Um, a- alien leg. Yeah, because like after I went down the stairs, uh, slid down the stairs like a year and change ago Mm -hmm. and then wound up going to the doctor and all of that other bullshit. And then they put me on medication. I've got arthritis in one knee. Mm. So my legs do not feel like I have a matching scent. (laughs) (laughs) Hence my alien leg. My matching set. Yeah, I just put these together, grab what I had, and your C three PO leg, right? <laughs> C three PO. That's great. Yeah, it's just. I guess it's part of getting older, man. That's what I told Adam. I hate I it. Just, you get older and shit starts. You don't heal the same. You don't feel the same. Weird shit starts happening that nobody can fucking explain to you. Well, uh, I'm, when you're 12, you jump off a roof, you hit the ground <laughs> like a sack of fucking potatoes, and you get up and walk it off, but you just like, can't do that forever. No, yeah. now you get out of bed too fast and you fucking hurt something, So, which I've literally done. I got pinched nerves in my neck, and uh, I've done that. I've gotten up, turned twisted to grab some pants or something, like, oh, fuck, you know, and then it's mm. three days of hurting, so... It's just the joys of getting older. You get wiser, you get 
Well, some of us get wiser. I was, uh, you noticed as I paused with the smarter part, right? It's like, yeah, because <laughs> I do know, I know guys older than me that are still fucking dumb, you know, doing shit that, dumb shit that I worked out in my 20s. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, there is getting older is not a guarantee that you're going to get wiser and smarter, but it's the hope, right? It's you hope that you're going to get wiser and smarter, that that's the the payoff for getting more pains and odd ailments (laughs) as your (laughs) meat bag breaks down. So I have a question of the day. Go for it. What is the least racist thing someone can say or do that will still let you know that they're racist? Hmm. <laughs> I got one. I got one. All right. When they're when they're moving to a new state um and they find a website that breaks down the um uh racial makeup of yeah the ethnicity yeah of, i know exactly where you're going because <laughs> i've shown that as well the yeah. ethnicity of an area to determine where they're going to move um doug and i had a, a shared experience where someone was moving and they um pulled up um a, a map that showed census data bureau <laughs> oh census bureau data of of ethnic areas uh, you know in that state and they were making sure to show all of the caucasian people in the room uh you know if you ever if you move to this state here are the areas you want to avoid and um god i think doug and i both had our suspicions prior to that but that was pretty telltale, and it, <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't like racist outwardly or or you know openly, but it was pretty clear that they weren't trying to diversify their portfolio. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, that. As far as a specific example, that would be it. As far as a general example, when people when people say things like them people or you know what I mean? Huh? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, no, you racist fuck, I don't. Or actually, it's like, yeah, you racist fuck, I do. But I know exactly what you mean. I'm going to yeah. go over here now. Right, but please don't lump me into your bullshit, you know? Um, yeah, for me, it, it's like there are certain people that um, they won't say overtly uh, something about... Um, a specific person doing things because they're a minority or, or whatever else. It just sounds like, you know, th- there will be somebody that comes up in the news and whatever comes out of their mouth, it's like y- y- what my immediate thought is, well, what does Tucker Carlson have to say about it? Because <laughs> that's what they're going to spit out of their mouth is whatever... Tucker Carlson or somebody else on Fox News had to say about uh, like uh, I think the uh, most the the example that sticks out in my mind is uh, when we uh, had recently gotten done with the Summer Olympics and then you had the uh, gymnast that had the case of the twisties and really couldn't compete in much uh, and it was just it, you know, it, it everything I heard just sound like whatever they were saying, there should have been a crawl going across the bottom of the screen, you know, because <laughs> it's it it sounded like they had just recorded that moment and repeated it verbatim. And a little thumbnail up in the corner while they were talking. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. What was the what was the gist? 
Uh, oh, everyone was like calling the chick uh, like lazy and shit. I, from what I remember. Yeah, it was like, you know, it was like, she's not even going to compete. She's not even going to try, you know, and it was, it was like, dude, if, you know, she, she was having issues, she was having issues as far as, you know, when you're sitting there performing a task where part of it is spinning and popping out of it at a specific point, which I'll never be able to do in my life. <laughs> I, I couldn't have done it when I was younger. Right. <laughs> uh, no, no, none of the above. And um, when she was starting to have those orientation issues, what was it? What was her name? Um, help me out here. My old brain is. Uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't watch. I didn't pay too much attention to the Summer Olympics this year, so I don't. I don't. I just wasn't familiar with the situation. So, but it sounds like a, one of the athletes was having issues, and yeah, Simone Biles. Uh, I remember she, Simone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she also happens to be black. And gotcha. And it was it. It just. I don't know. Maybe I was interpreting that interpreting it that way incorrectly. Right. But it just seemed like they were bagging on her harder than what they should have been. And I, yeah. you know, and that may be my bias in action. I could be wrong. Right. But I'm used to things with that particular political slant and right. that level of rant being firmly planted in it. So that may be my bias. I don't know. Well, and I mean, and I, I, I fully understand what you mean, and I'm with you on that. Like, I know I have some bias because of things that have been said and things that have gone down and the way I was raised and where I grew up and all that. You know, when you grow up with that um, kind of undercover racism, you know, um, I remember there was a comedian that talked about racism in the South because it was so overt, you know, and he does the chef's kiss. He's like, it's perfect, you know. What's funny about that is that I felt like I observed less racism when I lived in Alabama than I did when I lived in Ohio. And the racism in Ohio when I lived there was was covert, meaning that it didn't people didn't just say it outright, but boy in your little social circles, you know, you'd be out in the field with your good old boys in, in their trucks and they'd be dropping in bombs and just talking shit constantly, you know, but boy, when they were around some black folks, they didn't run their fucking mouths. You know, they weren't, they weren't hard asses then. Um, when I moved to Alabama, I just didn't see that. And my theory was always because a lot of these generationally, these folks have been around more in this situation, more black folk, right? And these kids are going to high school together generationally. And I think they just kind of grew out of it, you know? Um, yeah. That's, that's just my take. I mean, I'm sure there's racism there because there's fucking racism everywhere, but that, that was just kind of my take on it. Right. So. The, it just, honestly, it just changed uh, because Growing up in the South, in Alabama, uh, when I was born in 74, it was overt. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and, that, and that makes sense, right? You're talking 40 years. I was, it was 07 by the time I got there, right? And you're, right. And you're right. The world was, things were changing. Um, and, and, you know. <laughs> more to the point, it's like... Uh, you went from it being uh, overt in the 70s to people started getting in trouble for things that they said in the 80s. So it, you know, and that, and that continually progressed. Mm -hmm. So by the time that you got there, people that uh, said things, you know, like said the N-word to one of their co-workers or what mm -hmm. have you, people had seen that enough to where they had gotten beat up enough over it mm -hmm. that uh, it they learned to be more subtle about it. They held private views mm -hmm. 
but they wouldn't necessarily express them publicly. So you got the 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 subtle version. But that's the thing is I didn't even feel personally, I didn't even feel like at least no one ever said anything to me. Like the the few, the few uh, incidents where I did experience, it was definitely overt. (laughs) And I was just like, holy shit, man. You know, um, it just went from a larger percentage of the population and then to people got in trouble. So they started holding things back and then, views sort of slowly shifted yeah. hey they're people too yada 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 but um now as far as if you want to see somebody in the south turn loose say something where you have somebody that's of a different race or religion or what have you claim discrimination uh, and you know, as they would call it, pulling the race card, mm-hmm. and, and and you'll see a little bit more of it bubble up. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, that is true. I did see that, and that was that was yeah. They would call it, you know, oh, they're pulling the race card, and it's like, well, <laughs> that kind of they kind of have a point there, Sparky. <laughs> you know, if you don't think that was racially biased, I'm not sure what you're looking at. Um, but I, you know, for me. I told you what I, I made it as a human being when I got called a carpet bagger, because what people don't realize if you've never been to the South, if you've never lived in the South is that there are people down there who, first of all, do not call it the civil war and you will be reprimanded if you call it the civil war. It is the war of Northern aggression. And yeah. And you should run from those people. I, I, I have had that. Um, my ex-wife's uncle uh, wrote a book about how the North sucked, you know. Um, he and I did not get along. Um, there are still people down there who blame the North for everything, um, that they're more interested in, you know, the South will rise again. And, I mean, you hear that and you kind of laugh at it, right, because it's like that's ridiculous. But there are factions of people who truly believe that. And when I was in Alabama, I had a job that that put me out into people's homes. I I, I did repairs in people's homes and and went to anywhere from five to ten homes a day, depending on my schedule. And I had a guy flip out on me. And because of my northern, obvious northern accent, uh, just started flipping out on me and, yeah, and called me a carpet bagger. And all I could do was laugh. Like it was so <laughs> preposterous that I just started laughing. And I assure you that that did not help the situation. Um, but we were out in the <laughs> middle of nowhere and I had two guys with me. They're both black dudes and both of them were giant human beings. I used to refer to one of them as QT because he was 400 and some odd pounds or, you know, roughly about a quarter ton. And he had to have a, you know, had to have special equipment took to carry him. The other guy was a, another large individual who had served in Iraq and had shrapnel scars all up one of his legs from being a little too close to where a mortar decided to make its home. So these are, you know, very imposing men, black or otherwise. And this dude flips out, starts dropping the N word and telling him ain't no N words coming in his house and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I think I got more mad than they did. Right. And uh, I tell this guy, I said, listen, man, I was like, you need to stop, you know. And he, finally, I just said, fuck it. And we left, you know. But I thought to myself, self, I will go back to my vehicle and pretend to not hear anything if these two dudes decide to just beat this guy into a fucking bloody pulp. <laughs> like, and I meant it, you know, and I know violence is not the answer, but God damn, man, this dude deserved to have his ass beat. But you know what? Hey, it's your house. Um, I, one of those, those same guys I was with and we were in a, a wealthier area of Alabama. Yes, they do exist. And um, this little woman, I was trying to find out who had been there from the company prior, you know, and 
oh, I'm not sure. He was just this really nice little colored fella. And every time she said colored, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I don't know why. It just, it was like, oh. So we get out and I told the guy, I said, man, I am so sorry for that. I said, I, I am so sorry. And he looks at me and says, what? And I, you know, the color thing. He says, oh man. He said, she don't know no better. He said, cause she, like I said, she was probably pushing fucking 90 years old and, you know, born and raised in the South. And he said, uh, nah, she don't know no better, man. She, she ain't trying to be ugly, which is a term for mean or hateful in the South. I'm trying to be ugly. Um, and it was just interesting to hear that perspective. And I thought about it and he was right. You know, that's just what she would have grown up. That would have been an acceptable term, right? That would have been a kind term just to, to refer to people as being colored. Um, but the the South, you know, look, I, I dog on Alabama all the time and I make a lot of fun of it. But uh, I met some, some decent people, um, some good people. I... I mean, on the flip side, I also met Doug, but can't win them all. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> pick an orifice, stick something in it. Right. Yeah. Call it Doug. Um, there's, uh, there's good and shitty people everywhere, man, you know, and that's, and there's good and shitty people of all colors and nationalities. I've had, I've had Caucasian people treat me real fucking bad in my life. And I've had um, Latinos and black folks and Asian folks treat me real fucking well too. you know, take care of me. So the idea nowadays that, that there's any difference in people because of the color of their skin is just asinine. I mean, there's cultural differences. We know that, and that's important. But the idea that... I mean, uh, this isn't racist, but I will tell you this. Like, if, uh, you know, when I was in Alabama, if an Asian person offered me a tip, I learned to accept it after the first time because mm -hmm. that dude got offended, like with a capital O. And... Probably the two F's after that. <laughs> and that's when you were also in the field, I'm guessing. Yeah. Gotcha. I didn't you know. know I did a good job and he he was wanting to give me a tip. I tried to refuse. He got pissed off. He's like, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, that, that was that was pretty much it. You know, he wanted <laughs> to reward me for doing a good job. And then mm -hmm. when I didn't you know, take the tip. He was upset. He was genuinely upset. And that's something. And again, that's cultural, you know, it's just in certain cultures. Um, we, we all, we, we all see and do everything from our own perspective. You know, I mean, um, if someone, I, I told you guys a story of, of somebody that I was dating recently and they, uh, they were upset because I, I'm not a real physically affectionate person. And they, they told me, you know, they, they laid out this scenario and I said, well, damn it, you know, just tell me, tell me if I'm not, you know, if you need affection. And they said, I shouldn't have to tell you. Right. And that's a pet peeve for me. And the reason being is that you're, you're seeing it from your perspective and you're assuming then that everybody sees it from your perspective. I shouldn't have to tell you, Dan, because you should just see it the way I see it. You should love like I love. You should show affection the way I show affection. And I just think that's a real, it's just a dull way of looking at things, you know, because, and I understand it because, right, one of the reasons we get offended or one of the reasons we get upset is somebody will do something and you perceive it based on your experiences and you say, wow, they were being offensive. And then you talk to them and find out that they really weren't. It just, the way they see things was, was different, you know, and a little bit of conversation can go a long way in that, in that arena. But that's another example of, of culturally we do that. We, we have things that are acceptable in our culture. So when somebody does something different, we immediately like get offended or we, uh, we look at it as being rude or whatever, but it probably wasn't meant to be, 
you know, Doug saying, <clears throat> excuse me, Doug saying, no, thank you with the tip. Culturally, he's thinking to himself, I did my job. I appreciate it, but I don't need that. And then the Asian guy's thinking in my culture, if somebody does a good job, you, you reward them. And if they don't take it, that's offensive. And that's the funny thing about culture is that that that's so prevalent. I think that we do that and very rarely do we stop and bother to try to explain it, you know, like with the tip thing, you know, they could say, well, Hey, you know, in my culture, it's, it's, you know, customary to give a tip. And Doug could have said, Oh, well, in my culture, you know, we just, we do our thing and we appreciate it, but no thanks. Um, or in a, in a romantic situation, you know, if, if, uh, your love language is physical touch, um, and the other person's isn't, you don't have to get mad about that. You just, I think you should take the time culturally or romantically or, or just business or whatever the case is where you're having a misunderstanding. I think you owe it to the other person to try and explain it, right. And teach them and well, say, you know, people and then see where they readers. go with it. Hmm? Yeah. People aren't mind readers. I mean, right. That's, that's right. the whole thing about it. You're operating with whatever you've got rattling around upstairs. And especially when it comes to relationships, um, there's somewhat of an expectation amongst people who are um, uh, not terribly educated on the subject other than you know, whatever movies and yada, yada, whatever <laughs> else that they've been. Fuck you, Hallmark. <laughs> that they've been exposed to where they gonna, they're they going to find this person where they're just practically psychically linked. And, right. And they, you know, fuck to the point where, you know, it, it creates earthquakes or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that there's some of this expectation that there is that and, and and there's always that it's that one person. Yeah, the one. Right. And yeah. that you're that you, you don't have to explain anything to, you know, they they think similarly to you, but in reality that just doesn't exist. I mean, for God's sakes, you can have twins that are personality different. I mean, everything else about them can be identical. But, you know, this one has a set of slightly dis different experiences than the other one. Right. And therefore, while the, a lot of their views, a lot of the way that they think aligns closely, not even amongst twins does it line up perfectly. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, that's a good point. And I don't believe in the one anymore. I I'm sure I did in my 20s, you know. I do believe that there are people who are like-minded. I, I think that's what creates some attraction, <clears throat> excuse me, is that um, if you find someone who isn't necessarily a mind reader, but their love culture, if you will, um, is the same as yours, you're going to get along intrinsically. You're going to get along a little better than you might with someone else. But even there, and look, man, there may be some people out there who meet and find each other that are just fucking perfect. You know, the way that person A was raised and their experience and the way person B was raised and their experiences, they meet up and it's just fucking wow, right? Stars align. I do believe that that happens, um, but I don't think that statistically it's the norm. I think... People win the lottery too. There you go. Right. <laughs> exactly. And I think there are some couples out there. I've known some couples like that that were just like, God, you guys are sickening, <laughs> you know, but they had very similar backgrounds. They were, they were raised the same, similar experiences, etc. I do think that they're out there, but I think the norm, like Doug said, you got whatever you got rattling around up there and they got whatever they got rattling around up there. And I think that's why communication is so flipping important man um because it's not a hallmark movie and it's not a stars align for 99 percent of the population well i want to find that person well then you're going to be single for a really long time and 
And then you're going to die. And then you're going to die, right. And you're going to pass <laughs> up a lot of great fucking opportunities. Look, you know, Adam and I don't think exactly alike. And Doug and I don't think exactly alike. But we have, we're close enough and we've talked enough and laid out our, our perspectives to one another and changed each other's perspective. Doug and Adam have both changed my perspective on things. I'll be very like, this is how I think. And Doug will say, well, you know, Dan, that's like a turd in a punch bowl. And he'll explain his thought process. And I go, fuck yeah, that's, that's a very good point. And then Adam will have some angry, sarcastic comment that will, or as I like to call it, him speaking. And <laughs> that will change. Adam said plenty of things. You know, I think the one thing that I always attribute to Adam um, is the the comment about how people say, you know, social media is so, so all these people are crazy and mean and whatever. And Adam says, no, it's not that. It's just that only assholes take the time to espouse their fucking opinion when nobody wants to hear it. And I don't, man, that hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. I was like, fuck, he's right, you know? But the three of us don't agree on everything, and that's okay. But we 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 talk and respect. I, I told someone the other day that um, my new measure when it comes to finding a, a girlfriend or a, 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 a romantic relationship is that they have to be able to replace Doug. When they can replace Doug, then I will commit to them. And what I mean by that is that when I was married – you know, Doug and I were friends, but he would tell me, he's like, you know, Alicia is your best friend. And I was like, oh, you know, you're right. You know, and, and he was right. She was my best friend. Doug was right there, you know, after that. But Doug d- does nice things for me and he, he doesn't ask for anything in return. He cares about me. He checks up on me, shit like that. Right. If I can't find a, a, a woman that can at least match Doug, then what the fuck am I wasting my time for? Now, the difference you're like, being... You're like, drop your pants. Let me measure this. Let's see if you match up. To right, let's see if you match up. Oh, yeah, you're a little bit bigger than Doug. I don't know if I can take all that. That's, that's <laughs> actually what I was getting ready to say, is the difference being is that Doug doesn't have boobies, um, and I don't have sex with Doug. But the point being is that, you know, look at the people in your life that care Thank about you. God. <laughs> I know, right? We, we would have broke up a long time ago. I have boobies um, if you want to play with them. I kind of do, actually. Yeah, so, they're a solid B, I think. I, I'm good with that. I like a B cup. I think Ds, double Ds, they can get in the way. You no, know? no, they can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm a titty guy, too, myself. Um, you got to look at the people around you that, that you really that you realize really do care about you. And if your significant other, if your romantic relationship isn't living up to at least that level, then you're wasting your fucking time. The problem is I think people we get, um, at least I'm like this. And it's why that I find myself in, in relationships that I have over the last year or so is that for me, a little bit of affection is better than none. Right. The funny fucked up thing about that is, is that I wouldn't buy a piece of shit car. I wouldn't live in a piece of shit apartment. I wouldn't eat food that was spoiled because it's better than nothing. Right. So why then do I allow myself to accept tainted, spoiled affection as opposed to getting none? You know, um, you ready for me to whip out some psychology? Oh, I, I mean, I have my opinion, but I would love to hear yours. Well, you're, you know, I've known you for a hot minute and steamy. Don't I had, I don't want to cut you to the core here. Get me. But, Come on. But right now you're still, you're just starting to get your legs up under your self esteem. I agree. Absolutely. So therefore, if you don't feel like your self-worth is equivalent to what you actually deserve, then you would therefore agree that, okay, maybe this is the best I can do because mm-hmm. this is how I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And I, and I think that that is exactly what's in my head is that I think when you don't feel like you're worthy and you don't feel like you have you have to look at your value and if your value, if your own value is low, 
that's exactly right. You accept whatever comes your way and you say, well, I guess, you know, I'm not worthy of anything better than this. And I think it's a subconscious thing. You know, I don't think you do it on the, as a conscious level. And that allows you to accept much less than what you're worth, you know? And I think humans really are for as introverted and as much as I hate people in general. Um, I think we are social creatures, you know? Um, and we, we crave that to some degree. And again, it it comes back to self-worth, I think. And that's a tricky, that's a tricky subject for a lot of people, you know? Um, and it's, it's tough. And I, uh, therapy has been awesome. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I actually put in, you know, the dating apps that I, that irritate me, but I still find myself going to, um, <laughs> <laughs> convenience, right, Adam, convenience yep. over, over effectiveness. Um, I actually put a blurb in there that said, I have spent way too much on therapy to not communicate and be emotionally mature. So, you know, just be aware of that. If you're going to come into my world and you think you're going to fucking play games with me six months ago, eight months ago, you might've been able to do that. Now it's not going to happen. I don't, uh, I'm not going to accept that anymore. This is Dan 2.0. There you go. Yes, sir. I got to add a reboot and there'll probably be more, you know, in the future. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing what people will tolerate in their romantic lives that they would never, you know, I dated a, a narcissist last year and I would never have allowed one of my friends to act like that. If I had a friend that acted like they did, I'd have been like, peace, bitch. <laughs> you know, I'd have walked <laughs> away in a fucking heartbeat. Um, but for me, yeah, you throw some nice titties on it and that just kind of, I guess, changes everything. I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's, it's been an interesting ride, man. It really has. Um, I've been, uh, I've been doing videos partially cause I need something to distract me from it feeling like somebody's trying to gut me like a fucking trout. <laughs> um, but I did, a. I did two videos that I'm pretty proud of. And one of them was um, kind of what we were talking about earlier about teaching people your love language. And it, it came from that same situation and it was just frustrating for me. And I said, you know, it's okay to teach somebody your love language like you would your, your, your spoken language. Um, the difference being is if, and just like a friend, you, you set boundaries and boundaries were hard for me to understand for a long time because I was, the way I was raised is that if I tried to set a boundary, I was being selfish and it's like, no, that's not really the case. But you know, if, if Doug and I are talking and I say, Hey man, you know, you, 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 it bothers me when you do this. And Doug says, I'm sorry, Dan, I, I didn't mean to upset you. That's not what I was trying to do. Right. That's communication. If I say, um, Hey Doug, this bothers me. And he says, sucks to be you. Then, you know, and I think it's the same with a love language. If, if you tell somebody, Hey, I like physical affection. And you keep having to tell them that over and over and over again, and they just won't do it. That's a sign, right? Okay. They're not taking this very seriously, but I think it's okay to give somebody the opportunity to, um, to learn your, your love language and, you know, reciprocate. Uh, I don't think that there's that, that whole idea of you should just know you should be a fucking mind reader. Like Doug (laughs) said, you know, it's like, that's, that don't work. The other one I did was um, about my vasectomy and it turning into the inguinal hernia and all that. And what's really neat is I got a couple of comments on there. One of the comments was from a guy that had a um, vasectomy and he said, it fucked up my life. He said, I've spent $20,000 trying to reverse the pain. I'm on gabapentin and some other drug I wasn't familiar with, you know, worst decision I ever made, et cetera. And I was wondering, you know, there, I'm sure there are people out there who think, you know, the three of us, when any of us tell us to tell somebody that we do a podcast, right? I'm sure there are people that think, well, who the fuck do you think wants to hear the three of you talk? You know, 
Um, <laughs> and Adam does the videos. Uh, you were doing the videos where you were playing a video game and talking about a subject, you know, and they were, they were pretty neat. And again, well, who, who the fuck cares what Adam thinks and why is Dan doing these videos? You know, for me, it's, it's not about me that this podcast is not about the three of us. I mean, we do this for fun and if we entertain someone, that's great. And if we help someone, that's fucking awesome. Like that's always been the point for me of doing that and doing the videos is the video on my vasectomy was, I didn't know anything about vasectomies versus inguinal hernias, right? If one person reads that and says, man, you know, I, I have had some pain and you know, whatever, and goes and gets a fucking checkup and they say, yeah, you have an inguinal hernia. And I, and I stop them from having to have chronic pain for a year. I feel like I did a good thing. (laughs) I I put a little bit of good out in the world, you know? Um, But I think we're in a, we're in a weird point in the world where everybody wants to be a content creator, you know, Mm -hmm. because everybody, but I think it's the difference is, is that I think, and this is, as we said earlier, my perception, I think that a lot of people want to be a content creator because they want to be famous you know, they want the notoriety, the fame, the, the acceptance, whatever. Yeah. And that's never why I've done any of this. It, it's never been for the likes. It's never been for a thumbs up or anything like that. I mean, sure. I'd love to do this professionally. How cool would that fucking be if we just got paid and spent our week coming up with podcast ideas? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucking cool. But I never did this. I've, I don't do any of this, and I don't think either of you guys do either. Um, I've just never seen any of us trying to do this to be popular or famous. Or, I mean, we just um, actually, yeah, it's because we haven't podcast in a while. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, February fourteenth, so a couple of weeks ago, was our two year anniversary. Um, yeah, two years of doing the of doing the podcast. Hell yeah. Um, right? Kind of a kind of a neat milestone, right? I'd like to thank all three of our listeners for hanging out with us this whole time. Thanks, um, Mom. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks, Adam's mom. <laughs> um, I get hit up by people that listen to it, you know, and they have comments and stuff uh, about things that we discuss. Um, and it's... Uh, it's uh cool you know it's cool to 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 have people uh reply and respond to the things that we talk about you know um always open to giving people giving us ideas and stuff unless some people come up with some ideas and i'm like no (laughs) why don't y'all talk about fucking uh ricky rudd ricky rudd who the fuck is Ricky Rudd? Oh no, Dan! No, you're not allowed to not know who Ricky Rudd is. I do not, Doug. Do you know who Ricky Rudd is? Uh, no. All oh. right. So help okay. us out here, Adam. He's a really old NASCAR driver. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So yeah, that explains why I didn't know who the fuck it was. I... Yeah, I, uh, the name kind of was one of those things where it sounded familiar, but. No, not educated <laughs> on the subject at all. But, of cars uh, driving around in circles. Yeah, somebody. Y'all had know to be nothing about no fucking Ricky Rudd. <laughs> no, Jesus. no, we do not. <laughs> you don't know nothing about no Ricky Rudd. As a matter of fact, you're right. I don't. <laughs> <clears throat> I went to one NASCAR race my whole life, and it was just the most boring goddamn thing that I had ever done. And you know. Pe- People kept trying to get me to go because, you know, obviously when you live in Alabama, one of the more famous things in Alabama is the Talladega uh, International Speedway or whatever. I don't know how fucking actually international it is, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. But the um, Intergalactic Speedway. Intergalactic Speedway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, people always kept trying to convince me to go. And I'm like, no, I don't want to watch people drive around in a circle. And they'd be like, it's a tri-oval, buddy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it starts at one point. It finishes back at the same point. 
uh, and uh, there's no squiggly parts to it. Therefore, it's a fucking circle. <laughs> it's a circle. I'm like, you give me some squiggly shit, and I'll be entertained. <laughs> there is that- there is one uh, road course on the NASCAR like circuit or whatever that they race at. Yeah, and it's like I can watch some of that stuff. It was uh, when they built uh, the uh, Barber Speedway, whatever it was, over in Leeds, and it was mainly designed to race motorcycles on. I used to love to go over there and watch those races. Now, did I follow it uh, all the time? No, but it was entertaining as shit to watch. That's how I am about MotoGP, right, which is the – the high speed motorcycles. Um, I don't follow it, but every now and again, I'll stop if it's on and I'll watch a race or I'll look at the highlights from it because as a, I drive a motorcycle and I can watch that and appreciate the skill that it takes to do what they're doing in these squigglies at ridiculously high speeds, (laughs) you know? And, uh, when to me, that's the difference is I actually ride a motorcycle. So I'm like, holy crap, when they go into these fucking banks and stuff and their, you know, ears are touching the pavement because <laughs> yeah. they're leaning so hard. When you're God, doing damn. 90 miles an hour leaned over on two square inches of tire, <laughs> your knee is dragging the ground and you are one mistake away from being road pizza. You know, it's I, I have a lot of respect for that. And that's why I went to go watch them. Right. Right. It's a it's a different it's a different vibe for me. Um but again, I try not to shit on anybody. I mean jokingly I do, but I don't shit on anybody for for whatever their form of entertainment is. Um I get a little salty when people try to like push it on me. You know, and it doesn't matter. Did skiing? We're in Colorado, so it was. Oh, you got a fucking an icon pass and fucking ski all day, every day, all the time. Ski, ski, ski. And I'm like, eh, it's cold. You know, did I mention it's cold? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I would like to try to go skiing one day or snowboarding or something like that. Get the right group of people together, or snowmobile and something like that. Um, but. I get I get salty when people try to push any anything that they like or entertain themselves with on me to the point where it becomes disrespectful. You know, it's like, okay, I get it. I like things too. And the same with being disrespectful, right? I play video games and you get people who are like, man, that's fucking stupid, you know, whatever. I'm going to go watch NASCAR. Okay, that's a much better use of your fucking time <laughs> than playing video games, you know. Um, go duck hunting. Okay, I mean, at least you get some meat out of that. I can understand that, you know. But um, don't 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 shit on something that, you know. Uh, when I'm on TikTok, I, I run across a lot of cosplayers. I think cosplay is, is cool because some of these folks are, you know, like major movie quality uh costume designers it seems and maybe some of them are i don't know but again and you could you know fucking playing dress up and going and who cares man they're not touching anybody inappropriately they're not killing anybody <laughs> like that's where my liberal side comes in i'm i'm i joke that i'm too liberal for conservatives and too conservative for liberals and again as long as i'm pissing off both sides equally i feel like i am calibrated right where i want to be um Scott, I ain't playing no fucking little kitty dress up bullshit. I'm fucking what goddamn NASCAR. NASCAR, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna put on a bunch of fucking camo and go out in the woods and <laughs> Ricky Rudd. Ricky Hell Rudd. Yeah. I'm gonna get some Ricky Rudd action. Exactly. You know, again, I don't. Uh, hell, Doug and I went to um, the Comic Expo or Fan. The call it's called Fan Expo. It's like Comic Con type thing, right? And um, some of the some of the outfits. Um, my favorite was, uh, Oogie Boogie from a nightmare before Christmas. This dude, he was tall anyway. And he had like the seven foot, eight foot fucking costume on. And it was brilliantly done, you know? And, uh, it, it, I just think it's fascinating. I think it's neat, you know, the, the time and the effort and the detail that these people put into it and, and the, how well they do. It's fun to watch, 
and I ain't gonna. And there were a couple of, you know, Princess Leia from the slave scene in Star Wars, and that's always nice too. Um, but I am not gonna shit on somebody for doing that. I mean, LARPing. I don't LARP. I don't cosplay. It's just not my thing. And, but I'm not gonna shit on other people for it. Whatever, man. Do your. Come on, let's go LARPing. Let's go LARPing. I don't have the yeah. energy for LARPing. That's a yeah, thing. I'm lazy. I, I don't shit on other people for it, but what I do find amusing is now that I'm, you know, gotten older, uh, back in my twenties and earlier than that and the whole nine yards, you could get, it was, it was possible to get really wrapped up in fictional universes Mm -hmm. and speculate on what would happen in the said (laughs) fictional universes. Mm -hmm. If, if this thing were to occur or that thing were to occur Actually. or un- under, you know, these specific set of circumstances. And now that I've gotten <laughs> older, I'm, you know, I, I still remember there was uh, there was a time that I was uh, sitting down. Uh, Dan, you remember Cedric. I was going to ask, is, Cedric, this, right? is this the Superman, the Superman reference? Yeah, this the, is the, the, Superman the plane, reference. the plane reference. Yeah. Yeah, and so we were we were sitting there, and uh, I'm watching this movie with Cedric, and it was uh, like Superman Returns or what have you, and uh, there was a particular scene where a plane was falling out of the sky, and Superman catches it, and he's like, that, right there, it's like, that's where you know that the plane. If if he grabbed it, it 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 should have buckled around the point where he grabbed it and basically folded the whole thing up like a dish rag. And I'm like, so that's the point where it breaks for you. So <laughs> so we we have a person from another planet who, when exposed to sunlight gains these superpowers, can shoot lasers out of his eyes, fly for no explained reason, uh, and bulletproof, ultimately strong, the whole nine yards. And you can accept all of that, but the point where reality breaks for you is the point where the plane doesn't do what you think it should do when you <laughs> <grasp>. <laughs> Yeah, and that's... You see that in Star Wars and Star Trek, and and that and, would never happen because in real life, right? Exactly, in real life, this doesn't happen at all. Right? You got you got space ninjas with laser swords <laughs> and super and, and magic powers, um, right? And and flying through space and wormholes and everything. But but what bothers you is the way a blaster fucking did, or you know, the explosion in space. That's like, there are no explosions in space because there's no air and so there'd be no fire. My favorite uh, reply to people who do shit like that is just remind them that this is not a documentary. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is fictional. And there's a term, I think something like suspending belief or something like that. There's a, there's a term for that when you're watching those types of movies that you you suspend the laws of reality. Right. You know, you, you let that go. It's part of the, it's part of the, the fantasy. Somebody was asking me about the Witcher and they're like, I don't understand. Is it in the past or is it in the future? Because they have this technology. And so I was like, it's, it's neither nor it's not our past or our future. It's, it's a fantasy world. And so it's, 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 it's its own existence, right? Where, where medieval and technology have kind of crisscrossed, you know, as I, and they're, they were not, buying that like yeah. <laughs> like okay it's you know it's it's not in our timeline but there are people that just don't pe- people that don't like fantasy and sci-fi and stuff and again when i when i'm dating that side you would better at least be able to shut up and let me sit and enjoy <laughs> sci-fi like because i did I date somebody like sci-fi at all you don't no <clears throat> terrible fucking human being i can't um, play i also don't like uh, fantasy. Yeah, like, I why do I talk to you? I don't understand dude, why I talk to you. Tell me this. Tell me this. Why is there not an MMO game that's not set in fucking 1700 where everyone's swinging axes? Tell me that. Because I would love to play a good like 
Dude, what is RPG game that's not? Oh, I'm gonna fucking melee this thing. Every goddamn times. shooter on the planet now. Every shooter. Those no, are all they're MMOs. Not, they're not. R- no, no. A five v five shooter is not an MMO. There's they're MMOs. They're the same fucking Fortnite. All that crap. No, an MMO would be like <laughs> a server that's like perpetual with a shitload of people on it. Open world. So what would you do then? What kind of world would you do? Or what, what, what kind of game would you do if not if not set in a fantasy setting? Uh, or sci-fi. You're not allowed to fantasy or sci-fi. <laughs> so you want to be, what, it's the accounting MMO? Like, hi, I'm an accountant and these are other accountants and we're going to be accountants. Yeah, we can totally get you the best amount back on your taxes. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the fucking tax MMO. World of taxes. <laughs> so have you never seen a fictional movie that's not magic? Or sci-fi? No, I haven't. They don't exist. <laughs> okay. Well, Actually. I mean, it sounds like what Adam's <laughs> looking for is for somebody to make a free guy or a... Farm simulator? Or no, uh, in, no. A, a modern urban MMO. It, it doesn't fucking exist except for shitty-ass GTA Online. <laughs> oh, okay, so they do have one. You just think it's shitty, and it's so therefore so it doesn't bad. count. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the one though. Like it's there's no options. If you wanted like a, a medieval fantasy MMO, you have like 500 games you could play. Yeah, minimum. <laughs> minimum. But you got to play shitty fucking Rockstar buy a shark card to fucking kill anybody. <laughs> Bullshit. Well, it sounds to me like there's an open space there for you to develop a game, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, let me do that real quick. Just, just a little whip that out. Hold on. Yeah, let me whip on. out a fucking modern MMO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've well but you know again back to it, it if you don't like sci-fi and fantasy and all that or you don't like the kind of movies i watch or whatever that's fine just shut the fuck up while i'm watching them or yeah. shut the fuck up while i'm playing them you know what i mean like you you play farm simulator or the truck driving simulator dude there's a good one now there's airport simulator oh, God. and uh you uh build your own airport and try to get contracts from the airlines and try to make it as efficient as you can. Yeah. I, I love the way <laughs> let's game it out played that and then had the uh, people running out on the runway while he ran over them with planes. <laughs> I watched someone else. I think it was uh, the spiffing Brit also broke it. He like uh, put those ad signs everywhere and then made the line like really squiggly. So you had to walk past all these ad signs. So he got like a million dollars a minute. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because <laughs> you get paid like every time someone walks by your, uh, like, ad, your shitty little like uh, screen ad. I still think we should do World of Taxcraft, and just you're you're an accountant <laughs> oh my God. in an MMO, and your job is to get all the accounts that you can so that you can uh, you can get people back a lot of money on their taxes. That probably exists on Eve Online. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, Eve Online. Yeah, I guarantee fucking it. <laughs> Here's that a tax game. man. <laughs> I did some research on that game because it looked phenomenal, and the more research I did, I was like, no, no, this, I ha- no. I have a job. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I already have a fucking job. I want to go in and pretend and play play pretend and shoot aliens and fucking undead and you know shit like that. So, um, and again, it goes back to. I, I, I talk shit and give people a hard time, but it, it really goes back to do whatever you do and leave everybody else alone if, if they're not hurting you. Um, you know, um, just let people fucking have whatever little joy <laughs> they can find <laughs> in this life and don't shit on it, man. Um, I really moral- enjoy seeing people that are super into shit, even if I'm not into it. It just like makes me happy. I, I would agree with that, right? When they when somebody is genuinely excited and happy about something, it's nice to see. And I think it's because the world can be very mundane and and boring, you know. So I think the uh, I think the moral of this episode is just don't shit on each other unless that's what you know turns you both on. Yeah, and sometimes you need some ice cream.